Hi, welcome to 100 Days a Year Podcast, our podcast, well, because you need another podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeremy Rabondo. I'm here with my co-host, Becky Fouché, my best friend in the whole wide world, and we're super excited to talk to you today. This is episode number five, Clay Flood. Our podcast releases every Thursday, and again, our podcast is really a collection of conversations that Becky and I have had over the years that we've been close and we are just reflecting on how we feel about relationships those strategies we use to create spaces for intimacy caring and empathy and um, we really hope that some of you will be able to derive some value from our experiences and what we've learned and we're just so excited that you're with us principles of relationship interpretation Part 5. Fear may be both the cause and consequence of relationship insecurity. This topic is pretty heavy. Fear is something that is scary just because that's what the word conjures, right? But when you start applying it to relationships, at least for me, I just get all of these waves of insecurity. Um, Fear is something that usually is born out of some realistic understanding that the way you perceive some kind of possible outcome as being possible could happen. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, sometimes the fear that you feel doesn't exist or isn't true. And the imposition of fear in a relationship can actually cause issues within those relationships could cause a breakdown. Because I think fear and insecurity are, gosh, they're like a a couple of friends who are no good for each other. And when they're out, um, they can get themselves in all sorts of trouble. Yeah. It's kind of unfair, though. Like, it's unfair if you're the person who's insecure. To It's unfair because your own insecurity could create a problem that doesn't exist until you start banking on on the fear. Mm -hmm. So what do we do about that? Gosh, I don't know. I think I feel like no matter how many times I deal with fear and insecurity together, I don't know that I can will myself out of that moment where I feel that insecurity kind of rise and take over. Mm-hmm. But always, I re, you know, when you reflect on it, I feel like I can process it better. I can kind of realize the situation for what it was. But I don't know that in that moment I do any better than I've done in a long time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense what I'm saying? I think so. I think first we need to, we, I'm, I'm backpedaling on my own, my own words, but I, I mean, first I think we need to define fear and define insecurity because okay. they kind of feel one and the same. I think insecurity comes after fear. I think the fear creates the insecurity. Okay. So in terms of relationships, what are the fears? Well, that's actually, I'm really glad you did that. I think it's going to actually uncomplicate itself from my mind as you, you ask the question. I think one of the biggest fears is that the way you perceive a relationship to be isn't the way it is. Mm. And even if you do believe that it is the way it is and it's a good thing, Another part of that fear is that it will change and not be oh, that yeah. way the next moment. Or maybe you're you're perceiving that it is a certain way, and you're you're wrong. 
you know what I mean? Like you may think that you trust a relationship to be exactly mm, everything that you want it to be, but maybe, but then people like you and me ask ourselves, what if I'm reading this wrong? Mm. What if this relationship isn't this way? What if this person doesn't trust me like I trust them? Yeah. And I think that fear breeds the insecurity. I think the fear is more of a, like a feeling or an impression. And then the insecurity is where all the actions come from. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I just know what that fear does for me. I mean, and it comes in varying degrees, right? I mean, yeah. I know this is kind of a, a strange analogy, but like I kind of envision this carton of eggs. And sometimes I open up the, the fear carton of eggs and it has one. And mm-hmm. then sometimes I open it up and it has five. And then sometimes I open it up and it's full. In other words, sometimes that that fear just comes in varying amounts. And it feels like momentum toward insecurity. And then depending on how many eggs there are, or how, mm. which is how much fear there is, it like propels the momentum to try to figure out, isolate, analyze, and confront an individual to reassure you that everything you perceive a relationship to be is what it is. Yeah. I just think fear is tricky. Because I think fear can simultaneously be a helpful ingredient or a helpful mechanism that may put you into a place where you recognize that there's a deficiency mm-hmm. that you need to remedy in your relationship. And I think sometimes fear is more or less unrational. Mm-hmm. So can we talk about each of those characteristics? So... Sometimes we have fear because we've done something wrong. And that, of course, that, like, like we said, the next step would be insecurity. But, but sometimes that fear exists because we actually recognize in that moment we have done something that could potentially harm the relationship or put the relationship in jeopardy. Right. And that is somewhat of a healthy fear because it shows ownership of, of your actions. So mm-hmm. if you did something to hurt the other person... It would be right of you and, and natural to have a fear that there would be some kind of distance. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know, and we can just, I, I would like to like be really honest with, with everyone and with you. Sometimes we have had, you and I have had these really great conversations where we're really reading each other well, you know, you're, we're anticipating what each other is saying. And then one of us, and it's usually me, <laughs> starts feeling really strongly and passionately about what I'm saying and then also feel passionately about what you're saying and I start completing your sentences for you <laughs> and in so doing I kind of deprive you from the opportunity to actually raise a point because I kind of put the word in your mouth and then answer it and you're like uh and I'm, sometimes I'm like um well actually that's not quite what exactly, I was gonna say exactly so I know that I feel bad in those moments where I do that. You, you know, you, you tell me, you know, kind of cut that out and be careful. And so I've been more, been more careful to, to, to watch myself. But I think, you know, that's, that's when I realize that I've done that, what I, what I'm, what I'm realizing is that I'm kind of depriving you of the opportunity to have your own point of view, depriving you of the agency to say what you want to say when you want to say it. And there's no way for me to read your mind. And I, if I'm really feeling like I know what's going on with what you're thinking, then, then I kind of don't even need you there for the conversation at all anyway. <laughs> so in those moments, I'm like, okay, that was really selfish. And I then have the fear that, that you're going to feel as though what you're saying is not 
respected by me or it's not validated by mm. me. So then, you know, of course I apologize and you make sure I know that that's not appropriate. So I think that's one example in which for you and me, you know, that that's a that's that's a time where I have that fear. And of course, you know, I don't want to do anything to impair our relationship. So so that that's a good a good a good uh, indicator that that something's going on and that fear is appropriate in that context. And I think recognizing the the fear as being something that you contribute on your own based on something wrong that you did is a good thing because that means that you have the power to get rid of that fear. You you are therefore or in that moment in in charge of the fear. So there there are, that's a good side to it. You know so. you can you you can be the one to change it to kind of course correct. What about those times where the fear is not rational? <laughs> or the fear is not indicative of maybe some shame that you feel that you know you've done something wrong and you need to fix it. So we're talking about fears that are that we honestly sometimes don't know where they come from. These are just kind of innate fears that right. stem from every other fear that we have on our own right. personally. Right. It could just be a consequence of just general insecurity or hoping the other person likes you as much as you like them or whatever. Yeah. I feel like they they come out of nowhere sometimes. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned, sometimes it's a little fear. Sometimes it's an egg carton full of fear. Mm -hmm. Um, But what do you do? Is the job to figure out if that's a rational and reasonable fear? And I would argue yes. But is that something we do? right away no I think we know that that fear goes to insecurity and then what do we do then and I'm, I'm remembering stories that you know you and I both have shared where instead of approaching the person with in an honest way we start to attack that mm-hmm. person for not meeting our needs somehow mm-hmm. that's what exactly the thought that I was having we, it's like we have this fear the fear breeds insecurity the insecurity searches for some form of security and that usually results in frustration which results in picking a fight and by by the way we're talking about a fear rooted in a situation that doesn't even exist sometimes right? sometimes i mean sometimes it does but a lot of times we're we're just we act on this fear that isn't even relevant i mean i think in so doing you actually you create a situation mm-hmm. that worsens or injures the relationship yeah. instead of saying, Hey, this is something I'm thinking about. Can you reflect with me on it? But do you know how hard that is for people I, to do? I was just going to say people don't the, do that. Like it's right. It's in the moment. I yeah. like, I'll be honest in the moment when those things happen to me, I feel crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't control much. Yeah. But like, is it worth risking a relationship by 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 going on the attack and looking for something to latch onto that makes you feel ins- that makes you feel secure? Mm-hmm. I mean, fear is a, cr- a horrible, crappy deal. And, and for, sorry, go no, ahead. I was just say I don't think some people experience it in relationships. I had the same thought. I was just about to say that for people like us, mm-hmm. fear fear regarding relationships, whether. Again, whenever we talk about relationships, it's this applies to a relationship with your daughter or 
your husband or your friend or your cousin. I mean, any any kind of relationship with a person. But for us, when we experience fear in a relationship, it's it's usually fear of loss. Fear, so fear of losing that person in right. a very human, physical way. So connected to our, our fear of death. Um, but then it's also fear of a, a dishonesty in the relationship. So so kind of fear that the relationship is on two different plates. Right. But we don't see the relationship the same way the other person does. Yeah. Because we're starting to interpret actions. And what we're really saying when we say that is it doesn't mean the same and I care way more about it than you than you care. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a huge fear for us. So I but I don't know like do other people have do other people experience these in the the kinds of ways that we because this I mean this plagues are this, I, this plagues our life daily. Well, I think it plagues every one of our significant relationship formations. Yeah. No, I think there are people for whom fear doesn't make sense in a relationship because fear doesn't make sense in their lives to begin with. I mean, I, I'm thinking of a couple of people that I know off the top of my head, and I'm like, I don't think they have a sense of fear. Mm-hmm. I think the only... I mean, and I'm not saying they don't have any fear at all. I'm just saying that fear doesn't seem to be part of the the the, the composition of, of their, you know, how, how they achieve or create intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if they want that relationship, they'll go and try to get it. But if they don't get it, well, they don't get it. I don't, I mean, like, it's almost like once the relationship connection, once the intimacy is verified by the other individual in the relationship, that that, that might be good enough at that point. I mean, that's not you and me. Well, that would be nice. It would be nice, but that's never who we are. <laughs> Can we get a dose of that? <laughs> we, we're not going to get a dose of that. I just, that's not who we are. No. We're constantly searching and verifying. Searching right. and verifying. Constantly needing the other person to give us the comfort of Confirmation. what they really think about but us. It, but it's also that searching for the truth of do we feel the same and getting that verification. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like going back to what we said earlier, it's that verification piece that can promote like a fight. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because if yep. we don't get the verification we want, mm-hmm. even if it's, I mean, we're not, we're not even sure what we want. But we want some kind of connection. And if that other person is confused because they're not sure what the problem is, and instead of saying, hey, here's this problem, we've kind of like lashed out at mm-hmm. them. Oh, gosh. With this with this strange insecurity. And uh-huh. it doesn't, some, you know, sometimes it doesn't really make sense. I'm having so many flashbacks. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, when you look at it as an outsider, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It makes sense to us in the yeah. moment, for sure. Because what we're really saying in those moments is just, just tell me that you love me the way that I love you. Yeah. Just tell me that. But that's really and, hard to say. And make me believe it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Oh, by the way, can you make me believe it too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll get right on it. Oh, yeah. I just, so really the question is, what do we do? I mean, because I, I, <clears throat> I think we, you know, people like us, we have that fear. But when we feel it, when we go to open that box of, if you will, the, the fear eggs and we try to figure out how many are inside, Mm -hmm. you know, one or two or three, we can deal with when it starts to get full, we get a little crazy. And so what do we do? How do we stop ourselves from approaching that other person we love and lashing out at them? I just, I would like to say that I, I don't think, 
I don't think that the fear ever fully goes away. I don't think that there's any way to fully get rid of it. I think there's always some kind of some kind of fear that that plagues us all the time. I, I mean, so. whether it's one egg or whether it's the full dozen. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot easier to conceal the fear when it when it's in smaller doses or to manage it rather mm-hmm. when it gets to um when it you know it, it's a, it's a question of when does it become overwhelming and when right. what do you do at that point because i think we're confident that when it's not a lot of fear it will pass right <clears throat> or it can pass right but if it's a lot you know what do we do then right <clears throat> excuse me well i think that's a great i think there's I, I think there's the obvious thing to do, which is to make sure that the the other half of the relationship is a is a trustworthy half. Right. And do you think it goes as far as saying, look, sometimes I, you know, admitting to them, sometimes I feel crazy. I think you have to. Sometimes I get this fear and this insecurity and I, you know, it doesn't mean I don't believe what you say. It doesn't mean that, I mean, my rational brain, my, my conscious rational brain, I believe that everything you told me about the way I feel is exactly, you know, how you feel. But for whatever reason, something happened, whether, you know, completely obvious or maybe latent and difficult to see, but it's, but it's kind of triggered this insecure moment for me. This triggered this fear that of, of potential loss or, mm-hmm. or if not loss, then just a com- complete, un- you know, unalignment of what mm-hmm. I think the relationship is versus what, I'm now perceiving you are thinking the relationship is. So like, I guess I'm just trying to figure out what we can actually say, you know, what you and I have actually discussed in the past um, about what we, what we can do in that moment where it's so severe that we feel as though we are going to literally attack the thing that we want to be secure in. Oh gosh. And we've, we've both done that. We've both done that. And it's so... And more dist- than once and oh. repeatedly. And, and it's so destructive. It's so destructive. Well, I think, I think something to remember in those, in those times where you, you feel like you're just going to explode because you feel so insecure and you feel so misunderstood by the other person is to remember that you're not broken. Being afraid and having these, what some may understand as just crazy tendencies or fears does not mean that you're broken it just means that you're very sensitive Mm -hmm. and it means it's a combination of two things it means you're sensitive and it means that you have so much love in your heart for the other person and you don't want to lose that Mm -hmm. so it's 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 really a beautiful thing if you zoom out far enough and so i think in those moments it's it's really important to remember i am not broken my propensity to feel this way is totally acceptable because it points to it points to exactly who I am. It points to my temperament and the makeup of my personality and that's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. It there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing to fix. That's a big one. There's nothing to fix. I I don't need to be repaired mm-hmm. when I feel this way. Oh yeah. And I I think a lot of the security is self-generated at that point. When you when you really bask yourself in the truth about who you are and and that you're not broken and that mm-hmm. you are sensitive and you you do feel and reminding yourself that it's totally okay to be that way, I think you I think a lot of the a lot of the security is found there. Not all of it, but I think that's really insightful. Okay. I mean, 
just by admitting it to yourself and not being not being embarrassed when it comes yeah. up and not trying to run from it. Like, oh gosh, here I go again. Oh no, here's what here's what's gonna happen. Oh no, like mm-hmm. it does. It feels like all of a sudden you're caught in some kind of loop. You know, some destructive, you know, yeah. c- cyclical thought pattern that's just gonna loop itself. You mm-hmm. know, to like a, a disastrous end because it's done that in the past. But I do. I mm-hmm. think everything that you said was super insightful and super true. And I think also by letting, you know, that individual know that this sometimes happens and there's got to be a way to introduce that earlier early on into a relationship because now i'm just thinking of like like some of my other friends and and like it would seem so strange to say hey we had a great time you know we've hung out a few times (laughs) by the way sometimes i get a little crazy and i think you're gonna run away from me (laughs) you know that's gonna be like uh what well here's yeah. How do you say it? How, what do you do? Well, I think I, th- I I think that when you do have the kind of temperament that we're talking about, I think you have a natural intuition. You have a natural um, ability to um, gauge somebody's honesty or to gauge somebody's ability to understand you and to read you. I think sure. I think you and I both possess uh, kind of like this meter we can kind of find who who will accept us and who yeah, won't no, it's and, like radar. Uh, i think yeah like a radar i think we know that within a couple conversations with with people um so i think the other thing that we can do when we start to feel insecure is to or i'm sorry let's, let's back that up the other thing that we can do in advance of feeling insecure is to make sure that we're with people who may not understand us all the way but who absolutely accept us and those those two things can coexist you could fully you can fully accept someone without really understanding them and and why they are the way that they are so i think it's important for for us to choose people to be close to that are going that are that are accepting Mm -hmm. that are somewhat understanding and or just somewhat willing to know that that we are this way. Okay. I have a scenario for you. And I was just thinking about it. So let's just say you are in a new situation and you're meeting people and you hit it off with this other person and you guys share some good conversations. Um, and then you get ready for that first event outside of work or school or whatever. And that goes really well. And you find yourself, you're talking to them. It's just a really nice beginning of a friendship and you're texting and you're talking and things feel pretty good and and then all of a sudden you know you feel as though oh they're becoming distant Mm -hmm. you know and for us we like everything to kind of slowly build up intensity and continue with consistency not slowly right (laughs) did i say slowly we like to get really close really fast yeah we like to get really close really fast and we you know and and of course i think emblematic you know in what i'm saying like i'm like i'm admitting that i think on some level that's kind of a a bad thing but Mm. it's not Mm. but it's not a bad thing but what do we do in those situations where we're trying to build relationships with people we're not exactly quite sure you know they like us we like them we're not exactly sure where they are you know exactly exactly sure what their temperament are temperament is and what and how you know that that fits into ours Mm. but like how do we judge those moments where all of a sudden we feel like they're becoming a little bit more distant but then realizing that maybe that's just their communication style 
You know what I mean? And maybe <laughs> maybe maybe it's super hot. It feels super hot, hot and like intense, and then all of a sudden it kind of lessens. And then it gets hot and intense again and lessens. But I think I've had I've had friendships like this, and I think once I get used to the cycle, I do better. But I think in the beginning it's been confusing, and I've gone to them and I've expressed to them that like is something wrong, and they like look horrified. You know, like they're horrified. Right. Like that's oh. not that's and I don't. I don't mean horrified that, that that's what I would think, but not necessarily defensive. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, no, that's not what they meant at all. And no, that's not how they see it at all. And then all of a sudden I'm going, oh my gosh, I feel kind of stupid, you know? So I, I it's yeah. just it's just the clumsy inner workings of different temperaments. But I think, I think in the beginnings of relationships, that's always the hardest. Mm-hmm. And maybe what I'm trying to say is I don't really have a solution and I might not even have a whole lot of advice here, at least not in this moment. I'm mm-hmm. just saying thinking we all have to kind of be gentle on ourselves in the beginnings of relationships with people to try to figure out what their style is. And if always, you know, we're coupling that with like what we can deal with. The yeah, problem oh is gosh, yeah. we can't judge it too, too quickly because I have uh, a couple of friends now that if I did that with, I don't think I would be friends with them in yeah. the same way. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to, you kind of get to a, an equilibrium with them but it's probably more on their level, you know, and more of what they're comfortable with. But that's good. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes that's good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it has to be good enough. Right. And I know I feel like I'm apologizing for my temperament now or my what I prefer from relationships. But I feel like I can't really convert them to the thing that I want them to be because that's not who they are. But at the same time, they're good friends nonetheless. Right. And it's such a gamble until you reach that point of understanding. Because you're, you're, you want to be close to them, but you're also not sure if, if they're going to accept you or if they're going to like you or if they're going to be able to quote-unquote deal with right. our temperament. So you're kind of like giving them the benefit of the doubt, knowing that they <laughs> could not be a match for you. Right, they might disappoint you. Yeah, they might disappoint you. And sometimes you're just ready to be disappointed, but... I feel like I'm all over the place on some level today because I think the fear is helpful. Like we talked about in the beginning, when you know you've wronged someone, someone you're really close to, mm. and that fear is kind of like an indicator saying, okay, um, you feel this shame or you feel this guilt for a reason. Now go fix the relationship. Go go apologize for this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I and that fear is like, oh my gosh, if I don't, then, you know, you know, then I've deprived them of something or I've made them feel bad. And you know what I'm saying? So that fear makes mm. sense. And then there's, <clears throat> it's still fear that generates somewhat of an incons- of insecurity, but like the, the fear that we're kind of fixating on now for the larger part of this conversation is that, is that, that fear that gives way to insecurity about relationships that we're establishing, mm. you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's when it's most difficult. And again, I am not sure I have a lot of advice here, except that it's tricky in the beginning and relationships can be hard in this stage. And then to what extent are we completely volunteering the contents of our soul? Because that's Mm -hmm. what we feel like we Mm -hmm. really always want to do. And someone who doesn't share our temperament may not want to know that, like, (sighs) what do you mean you're insecure? What Mm. We just had a drink and Mm -hmm. we've been texting about... um, you know, your your brother's surgery. It's like, what's going on? I didn't really think this was a... You know, I'm just saying, some people don't live... Yeah. Some people don't live there, where, you yeah. know, where we live. So I just think it's, it's you know, it's potentially com- complicated and complex. But 
Um, but being aware of it is helpful mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but again, I don't know that I have a whole lot of advice because I'm not sure where I exist either. The thing we don't want to do is what you spoke to earlier. We don't want to think that we're broken or messed up or we have to fix something or we're deficient. And this is just who we are. And we have to realize that part of that insecurity comes from just wanting really close relationships. Yeah. And then being scared that we either are developing them wrong or we're misreading someone or, gosh, fill in the blank with a myriad of other kind kinds of observations and excuses that we come up with all the time. So, I don't know. Fear is a difficult thing. And I think the the last thing about fear that I think of is like fear can like really cause a type of insecurity. And I really want to focus on this because we touched it, we come away from it, but we've touched it. But like fear can really create a type of insecurity that's completely destructive. Oh my gosh. Completely destructive. Yeah, we kind of express a fear and... Um the insecurity is there and or, or we feel impressions of the fear and then we act on the insecurity and um in an effort to make ourselves more comfortable because we feel like we're dying in those moments mm-hmm. i mean truly yeah no, it, it's, it's crippling true. it's this crippling insecurity i'm glad you said that because and i'm not trying to belabor this point but i kind of sp- spoke about it kind of nonchalantly and i think it is it's awful it's yeah. the worst it's a it's a debilitating fear mm-hmm. you feel i mean you feel like you can't can't, br- yeah. can't breathe, can't move. Um, so in an effort to get rid of that and to make ourselves comfortable and really just stable, we just want to be somewhat stable in those moments. We want to mm-hmm. just be able to be rational. Um, we lash out at people, right? We, we, um, instead but, of, but, 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 but talk about why we're lashing out. We're well, lashing. I, I think we're lashing out and that's like step four of like, uh, 12 step process or a 10 step mm-hmm. process. Like we've approached this person in a normal conversation, but they're not giving us the security we need. So we kind of start ratcheting it up by oh, using, gosh. by using our love language and like talking to them about and thanking them for loving us and for being compassionate. Oh, yeah. and, concerned. and then, well, they still haven't given us a response that well, we want. Well, and here's why it's because we're unwilling to communicate with them and to tell them exactly what we need. We're unwilling to go to them and say, Hey, I feel insecure about this. Um, I know that this is probably not even something to be insecure about because you've been wonderful, you know, or, or maybe to go to them and say, I'm insecure about this and you may not even be aware of it. And you may mm-hmm. not even know that this is, a, is a, a touch point for me, but will you please come? Will you please comfort me? Right. Like we're so unwilling to do that. And I think because we're unwilling to do that, then we just turn to the anger right, part. Because it feels so weak. It feels so weak. We feel like the other we person won't it. get it. We'll look really dumb. <laughs> well, then why do we then lash out at them? Or why do we have friends? Why Why do we even have these relationships at all? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can't, if we can't even... Right, if you can't be honest. If you can't be honest about your insecurity, then what's really, what's the point? Right. Um, so... But then talk me through it. Yeah, so we're, okay, we're, so... So then we're, all of a sudden things get ratcheted up. Yeah. So, so, you know, I'm insecure and you don't know what the heck is going on. You don't know I'm insecure and I'm, I'm like throwing all these hints at you and hoping almost almost like tricking me into like understanding where you're at or what I need to say. Yeah. Like exactly. Like I still don't know what's going on, but I kind of feel like you're 
asking for something, that's the impression that we give these right. people. Right. Or kind of giving them like a <clears throat> kind of giving them a, a platform to say something that will be right. comforting for us. <clears throat> right. And, and go. And, yeah. And say the thing. <laughs> we set them up for, right. for success that we think we're trying to give them, but right. it's we not want, really that. Because we want it to be their idea, so we trust it, so we believe it. Oh <clears throat> yeah. This this feels like this feels like every 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 bad thing in our in our in our lives. So but, then, so then, so, take me to that last that last place. So we're you know, and um, because they're not giving us the immediate satisfaction or the immediate security that we want, and because and coupled with our unwillingness to communicate directly with them, right. we're just like, well, you know what? I think it'd be a great idea to lash out at this person because maybe then they'll give me an emotional response that I can relate to. Right. So, so we, you and I have both done this yes. several times. Yes. So we'll, we'll get all, we'll get insecure <clears throat> and we'll get so upset and we'll start attacking the person we love. And then all we want them, and we do that because all we want them to do is to say, what's wrong? Don't you know I love you? Right. Don't you know I'm right. never going to leave you? Right. Don't you know right. I think all these wonderful things right. about you? Oh, this hasn't changed since the last yeah. time we talked about it. And or, things have never been better. Exactly. Or I don't have any of these thoughts about you. And then and then we just like daydream about ourselves folding into their arms going, okay, I feel better. Right. <laughs> it's just like but, that type of security we think we're generating is coming from this horrible fight that we set up but and we're having the fight and we're using what kind of language i think we then say that that we we're, we're telling them at that point i mean i'm trying to remember what i've done but basically what we're saying is you're not this thing you can't do this thing you're not close to me this way you've done something by not telling me it's like yeah. it's like they may not even know what's going on exactly but you basically said that you don't love me correctly that's what we attack them with is that you don't know how to mm. love me you're not telling me what i need we finally tell them but we tell them in such a way that it creates this ex- extreme anger and hostility and guess what happens once we realize that we've made them angry in the moment where we need them most then we start backpedaling and apologizing <laughs> Right? And then we're like, and then we kind of give them the truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, yep. And then if they're gracious, they then tell us what we wanted to hear to begin with. But that, like, took 90 minutes. Oh, gosh, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I do. And I don't think that the, I don't think that the insecurity or the fear are the things to try to get rid of when it comes to that scenario. I think we just have to communicate it. and I, And it's all about accepting that you have those fears in the first place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think it's too, on some level, too complicated to try to talk yourself out of a fear. I'm not not trying to say that we're never in control of that. I just Mm. think that... Those moments we feel crazy. We feel insane. And so why, why spend all that energy trying to decide that you shouldn't be afraid? Oh, by the way, you still are. Right. And instead, like, go to that person and just communicate honestly with them about how you're actually Mm -hmm. feeling. Give them the opportunity to actually comfort you how you want them Mm -hmm. to in the first place. Sure. So then you're avoiding this horrible fight that you instigated. Right. Right, which then is destructive. And you can really only have this fight so many times before you burn the relationship out. Oh, yeah. And the other person is always confused. Always confused. Always confused. Right. At least in those situations, because I think that then goes back to the larger question of was this a match to begin with? 
Oh. Right? Oh, yeah. And and I think for you and I and our conversations about past relationships where this has happened, guess what? what was the, Were those matches? And the answer was... It, it was never a match. No. It was ever. an unequivocal no way it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And be, because I doubt we would get to that place with a person that really understood us like we needed to. But... And that's, again, what makes relationships so difficult, what makes relationships so messy. Um, but fear is, fear is a tough one. And the fact that it partners with insecurity so readily uh, makes it even more pernicious. Right. Uh, so, again, the, I don't know that we have a... Well, you did great. <laughs> I don't know that I have a ton of advice. <laughs> you were great. I don't know that I have a ton of advice on this, but I just, you know, just, just like, you know, going over our past conversations i just think the ability in that moment like you said to just stop for one minute and realize that if you don't come clean and be honest Mm. in a real way even if it's someone whom you're just getting to know if you do not find a constructive way to say hey are we good Mm. we just we did so much talking last week and i just want to make sure that like I didn't do anything to upset you. And most of the time that person, the other person is going to be like, huh? No, we're great. We're great. And that's all you need and you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, but this has happened to you and I mm. with other people so frequently. And, uh. I, and I think, I think probably the best advice, not that I'm really trying to give any advice per se, but as I, as I talk with you about this, I think the best thing to realize is that just a little bit of, Hey, <laughs> I have this thing. I mm-hmm. have this feeling are we good? Did I do anything? It's that, you know, like we've talked about several times, checking in. Do you have what mm-hmm. you need? Even if that relationship is new, you mm-hmm. can find a way to talk about it cleverly and sophisticatedly, mm. but also honestly, as opposed to saying, hey, I'm a complete mess of an individual. <laughs> I'm insecure 98% of the time. So please tell me that you love me or I'm out of here. You know, that's not really what we're saying. So. Right. But I think also the reason why we choose not to communicate when we're when we feel insecure is because we just again fear we fear that the the person won't accept us we fear that they have not been on the same page with as we are for the entire relationship Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like we're just pushing away that spot because we don't want to find out that they actually haven't loved us right we don't this whole time we don't want to get hurt but maybe the problem is us maybe the problem is we're we have we have a trust problem we don't believe Mm, what they say yeah which then goes to the larger issue of maybe it's not a match oh right you know right so i think that's always there and the how and the why in that that instance about determining that you know whether you should keep those intense ties with that person i mean that's tough stuff Mm -hmm. but it's something that that we we've been you know you and i both been through time and time again i just think that being honest in a small way will help you get to the truth a lot faster yeah the ultimate truth of if you should be together or be close whether it's romantic or friendship right or or you know or whether or not you know it truly is a match at all Mm -hmm. the good thing is once you're your once you act yourself and once you um negotiate with that person in a real way then the truth kind of becomes evident at that point you know right and they accept you or they don't (laughs) they don't right they're like yeah we're great and you go okay great Mm. and then that's that Mm -hmm. and i've come to that conclusion with friends yeah 
And even if they're not exactly like me, I feel like they get me a little bit better and I look for less sophisticated in my brain, not sophisticated on their part, and it's not a criticism, but less sophisticated clues to mean, or less nuanced clues to, to, mm-hmm. to confirm that that relationship actually means what I think it means. In other words, I can be satisfied with just plainer, simpler information. Oh, yeah, that's a great way to think about it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Someone yeah. says, we're mm-hmm. good, we're good. Someone says, someone texts me, okay, that's enough. Right. I don't have to mm. I don't have to look for longer and deeper and more, quote unquote, meaningful expressions um, that you say you and I would share. But there's a reason you and I share that is because we have tons <laughs> of history and we right. have, you know, are, are quite, you know, quite similar in so many ways. But anyway, fear's a toughie. Fear's a toughie. But yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. It's all about it's all about knowing that other person and um, feeding off the clues that they give. Because that may be, that may those things may be enough for you to to feel secure. Mm-hmm. You just have to you have to get to know them. Yeah. Yep. All right. Are we ready to move on to expressions? I think so. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> so one of the things that Becky and I think are is super important to do is express those things which we're grateful for. Of course, these this isn't something that we've come up with. It's you know a lot of bright people tell us that this is something we should be doing regularly. And it does, it helps. It helps me especially. Uh, it helps me turn my energy outward and uh, it keeps me from overdwelling on those, those uh, minute things that, that maybe you know, cause my emotional state to dip. And I think one of the things that I'm super thankful for today is just the ability to relax. Now, I don't know if any of you experience this, but I find it very difficult to relax. I find it kind of difficult to sleep. I kind of, I find it difficult to unwind. I kind of a lot of the things that kind of attach to my unwinding and, and my relaxation tend to be guilt. Uh, I feel like I should be doing something else, feel like I should be working, feel like I should be being productive. And it's not always the easiest thing for, for me to unwind. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that, that experience this, but sometimes, you know, really forcing yourself to unwind and actually doing this with friends because it's, it, I don't know, it feels like it's, it feels like it's easier to unwind or it's easier to, to relax when you're with people because if other people are doing it, it kind of gives you permission. So I think that for me, relaxation is important. Um, and I feel like I do it most successfully when I'm with someone else or uh, uh, probably no more than another person or maybe two, two three people max but but when I when I uh, have those those friends and those people close it just makes it a whole lot easier so so Becky that's that's really what I'm grateful for today I'm grateful for the ability to relax and for seeing the need to relax even if I don't feel like I'm necessarily good at it all the time I mean you always tell me to, to do more of it than I do and yeah and um, I, I know it makes me sound like a martyr. That's not my point, but I'm sure there are many people that understand just a very, it's very difficult to let your mind stop. And, and I guess for me, if I travel, if I remove myself geographically from where I'm located, like coming to see you in Atlanta, and then you and I are able to do a little traveling um, before I head back to, to Cleveland, but you know, being able to, to remove myself geographically from where I normally am, it helps so much. So again, travel, relaxation, I'm spending some time not necessarily doing the things I always feel like I should be doing. So that's what I'm grateful for today. How about you? Well, I just want to make a comment and say that it's really nice to see you relaxed. 
I've uh, noticed a difference in your demeanor just from um, being on this vacation with you. So I'm I'm happy for you. I'm happy oh, that you can relax. You, no, um, me, yeah, me too. You you do struggle with you do really do struggle with that. And but it's easier. for good reason. Well, I mean, I don't know necessarily if it's for good reason. But, well, I mean, you know, we're all busy. But. I mean, but you you like to be productive, and um, so when you relax, sometimes you feel like you're missing that opportunity. Um, yeah, but being with you, it helps. I mean, being with someone yeah. else, it gives you permission to do it. Actually, says, okay, this is okay. It's yeah. okay for you to turn your brain off right now. Right. It's, it's okay super, to like it's be in the important. moment and like eat pie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to turn your brain off and have a drink or eat pie. That's right. Or both. Or both. Exactly. All right. Well, How about I, you? today I'm thankful. Um, I'm thankful that you and I have this uh, new habit together. We walk together uh, mm-hmm. basically every day yeah. where we walk um, about three to four miles every day and I love this for two reasons one because it gives us the chance to get out of our heads and um, I guess I'm sort of saying almost saying the same thing as you are forgive me but it kind of gives us the chance to just be in the moment and to be out of the um, sometimes crippling anxiety or overabundance of compulsive thoughts Mm -hmm. that plague our minds and it just gives us the chance to clear our heads and walk it out and sometimes you and I talk and sometimes we there are like long periods of silence but we're always content to share that space together Mm -hmm. if it's um if if there's a lot of talking or if there's not and I'm just I'm glad that we get to um walk together and then for the second reason is we physically feel so much better when yeah, we do right. this. So uh, it's for those two reasons that I'm grateful today. Isn't it great to like like be with you or be with me and or you know, for those of you who are listening, you have that other person you can kind of hang out with where you don't have to have an agenda? Oh gosh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I mean, as much as you because you and I are planners, we like to plan. Right. Like what are we doing today? What's today? What's this conversation gonna be like? Let's yeah. plan the podcast again. Da 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 da. So we keep the, a really hyper organized plan, but isn't it nice to kind of like be able to like not have an agenda like you were saying spending times we're walking and we're like maybe 20 minutes we haven't really said anything but we're comfortable yeah. it's not we're like that doesn't indicate a problem you know just right so and, it's, it's nice and how many other times are we in those situations with other people and we have to like in our heads we're like oh my gosh i have to carry this conversation uh, yeah. but i don't i don't have anything to say at the moment i hope they're not stressed right or what's wrong we're not yeah. talking yeah but so. um but no i love that we can like be relaxed and and do something good for our minds as well as for our bodies because we we really do feel physically so much better after taking a long walk so that's what i'm good for today okay good no that's so great yeah so the next part of what we like to talk about is we like to have our confessions of love and this is really important for those of you who are new or who want to you know some of you might wonder where this comes from and and I in episode one I kind of talked about the fact that my niece said you know she's 16 and she said she and her friends do this and like and she introduced me to it and I'm like this is amazing and basically what a confession of love is is you you know when you're with your friend group and you just before you leave for the night um, you might just say hey you know this is what I love about you and then if there are more people you just kind of go around the circle and say this is what I love about you and you just pick that one thing um, that you really love about the people that you share space with. Uh, I think it's important to have people. I mean, really have people. So one of the things that I love you, Becky, 
uh, for is just that you're my person. You're, you know me, you understand me, you're not ashamed of me, you claim me. And that's really important. Um, it's easy to not be fully connected to somebody um, or only be connected in certain situations where you might be having a drink or you might be going out with a group or you might be in an event or you might be, you know, let's say you're at an event that is like an event that you share a love with this other person. Like say you're at a concert, a music concert or, you know, pick, pick an event. But I mean, it's really awesome to, to know that no matter what we're doing, whether if we go back to what you just said, we're walking in silence mm -hmm. or we're having a really intense conversation about ideas or feelings or relationships, mm -hmm. but that the fact is one of the, one of the things that's super rewarding is, and one of the things that I really love about you is just your willingness to be connected to me and call me your person. Aww. So that's thank so you. Sweet. I love that. That's so sweet. So touching. So tonight I am between two things <laughs> to share for my confession. And um, I think I'm going to go with the, the... By the way, I just did a hair flip when she said there were two things. So we'll come back to that <laughs> at a different time. Ah. Okay. Well, I really do have two things that I want to say. So I've just, I'm just going to say one. Um, and that is the, the latter thought, the latter confession that came to my mind. Um, and that is, Jeremy, you have a way of making people around you feel extremely comfortable. And I love this about you because it's such an attractive quality to be able to guide conversation or guide interaction with literally anyone, whether it's someone that you're close to, like you, you Jeremy, whether it's someone that you, Jeremy, are close to, or whether it's a complete stranger um, you really have a way of making people feel really warm and really, um, like they have permission to express themselves. And I'm going to go ahead and tell the people two ways that you demonstrated <laughs> this today. Um, as I think it's important. I think Jeremy truly deserves to, to have this, um, expressed about him. But, um, uh, the first one was with our Uber driver this morning and, she was a chatterbox and she was so nice so and nice. she was so happy with her life you could tell she really loved her family and her job so much and it was really really sweet and um jeremy just entertained her every thought that she brought to the conversation in the car jeremy asked her questions about her life and uh, made her feel affirmed in her decisions about her family and her work and totally made this woman feel comfortable in her own vehicle. It was just, it was really, really beautiful to see. Oh. And, um, this is not, of course, not the first time that I've noticed this behavior in you, but, um, that was an example this morning. And then tonight, um, sorry, I'm like a chatterbox tonight. Sorry, I'm like a little, like, like motor mouth. If but you're bragging about me, you can just keep I, talking. I am totally bragging about you. Yeah. Um, With permission. <laughs> but the sec <laughs> but the second way that you, um, that you make, people, and in this case was, was also a stranger, feel really comfortable with themselves is tonight we were at a dessert shop and um, and you you made the guy working there feel like his desserts were 
like the best on the island and I think I think when we left that shop I really truly believe that the guy working there believed that his desserts really were the best and you just made him feel so comfortable and you made him feel so encouraged and it's really fascinating to see somebody do that to a stranger because you don't owe that person that kind of attention but Jeremy you do that because that is who you are and you have you have those amazing qualities that you just care about every little soul and every little thing and it doesn't matter if you know them or not you just want them to feel important and like it's literally like making me teary right now Aww. just thinking about it it's just so admirable and and such an attractive quality so well that's super sweet i appreciate you mentioning that so so this confession of love is i guess not focused towards me which is totally fine but it is definitely a confession of something i love about you so very sweet thank you i love that well this has been podcast episode number five and we're so happy that you could be here with us and we're going to be with you again really soon and one thing i'm just going to leave you with if you have the opportunity please find somebody that you've not been connected to in a long time someone you think about and you realize that you were connected to them and for whatever reason uh you just became disconnected and you know becky and i know what we're talking about because this this week this happened to me and uh, i was able to get in touch with someone who means a lot to me and meant a lot to me in my quote-unquote like past past existence my past life of some sort but um, it was really nice to get back in touch with this person so don't be afraid to reach out it's never too late and we only get one shot so see you next time if you would like to reach out to us with any questions or comments or suggestions we would love to hear from you or if you just want to say hi send us an email at hundred days a year podcast at gmail.com again that's hundred days a year podcast at gmail.com not 100 but just hundred also if you'd like to follow us on instagram our handle is hundred days a year podcast go ahead and give us a follow